This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. To reset. I'm your host, David McCabe. Follow me on Twitter at McCabeIO. That's M C C A B E I O. And the website is McCabe.io. So thanks again for tuning in, downloading. Uh, today on Reset, we're going to be talking about Microsoft and Apple. Uh, a, couple of, a couple of the big companies duking it out this week. I had a podcast uh, completely kind of blocked out for you. Uh, this week, Reset 8, and I've pushed it off to next week. We're going to be talking about um, mainly the Microsoft reveal and a little bit about the Apple reveal. And I'll push everything that I had for this week to next week. And it's it's amazing that I have like over $1,000 worth of new gear sitting here, and I'm not going to talk about it. That is a first for me. But if you're interested in what I have been looking at, you can head out to YouTube, youtube.com slash David McCabe, and you can subscribe to my channel. Please subscribe to my channel and watch those videos. I would appreciate that. I've got uh, a couple, four or five new videos for you. So uh, go check those out. I'm having such a blast with this podcast. I appreciate you guys um, uh, downloading and listening and sticking with me. I, you know, Sometimes I can't like wait to sit down and do the next episode. I have to pace myself uh, before I sit down and uh, write my notes and so I don't get uh, crazy, just long-winded. So today is no different, but I want to start with uh, September Patreon shout-outs. I've got, um, for September, I've got a few, uh, I don't know what you call them, upgrades. People who have increased their Patreon patronage, I guess. So, um, and a couple of new ones. So, Alexandru Maran, M-A-R-A-N. Thank you very much. Tara Berry, Kevin Schoonover, and Peter Dennert. All these guys are either new or have increased their patronage. So, I, I appreciate that very much. I was thinking about doing patron patron calls. So, the folks that are at the $10 level and up get a monthly call from me, and I've been real bad about that. So I was thinking about doing 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Wednesdays. And that, I think, would cover everybody. So I will throw out, let's try to do this next Wednesday. Next Wednesday being, let me get my mouse on the calendar. Wow, November, November 2nd. That's crazy. It's November already almost. So we will do, if you're, uh, I'll post this on Patreon, 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 Patreon.com for you guys, uh, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Wednesdays, we'll do the patronage call. And if you would like to participate, simply go to Patreon.com slash David McCabe. You can sign up for uh, any level of patronage and you can check out our goals. Uh, the goals are really Awesome. We've met a couple and I have uh, fulfilled. I've put a lot of money into hosting the server and everything that makes this place run. So uh, 
Let's get started. This week, Microsoft and Apple both had big reveals. Microsoft was up first. And it was a it was supposed to be a Windows event. And a lot of folks were, I think, confusing that into a Surface event, but it ended up actually the Surface part of it, the hardware part of it, actually trumped the Windows part of it in my mind. But let's go ahead and start. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the event. It did start as a Windows event, and it ran about an hour talking about Windows. And Microsoft discussed their next iteration of Windows, which is going to be Windows 10 Creators Update, I think. Creators Edition, something like that. It's coming in early 2017. And as you can imagine with Creators Update, this one is for the creative types. It's for the, um, the designers and the video creators, audio creators, uh, graphics design artists and everything. And it kind of lends itself to what was revealed hardware-wise as well. I think they're trying to mate these two together to push forward with their overall vision. Um, it was interesting. There were a lot of things that, um, you know, it's really not going to pertain to me. Even though I'm a creator, I create uh, content, but I don't, I'm not quite at the level at what I think this was aimed at in uh, the creative types, uh, physical creatives and 3D kind of paint and all this kind of stuff. So speaking of paint, they did create, uh, create, I've got that on my brain. They've got a brand new app that's going to be in um, Windows 10 Creators Update called 3D Paint, where you can create a 3D object and move that about within the uh, kind of the ecosystem, whether it be the new office, whether it be HoloLens, printing, or transferred to a virtual world, which is what got my attention. Um, I think it was Megan, Megan Saunders that uh, presented the, the virtual reality thing and the 3D uh, objects where she created a sandcastle with a Windows phone. And, and she didn't create it. She took a picture of a physical thing with a Windows phone, kind of a 3D picture uh, rotating around it, and put it in Windows. I'm going to say in Windows because it was everywhere. It was in Windows 10. It was used in Word or, I mean, PowerPoint. And it was used in a virtual reality headset. It was really kind of cool. I, I kind of dig that. I, I'm struggling with this part of the presentation with this whole uh, creative uh, objects and 3D whatnot. I know that's where we're going. I, I know Microsoft is skating to a puck that has been hit far out and I can't see, I can't see the angle of where it's going because I, I mean, I've, I don't own a virtual reality headset I don't know if that's where we're headed. It seems like that's where we're headed, and I applaud Microsoft for seeing that puck and skating to it. And I think that they are they are well ahead of a lot of other companies uh, that should be in this space and probably going to be in this space. I'm just having trouble seeing it right now, and I, I think that 
one of the reasons is because of Windows itself going to this next update and calling it a creator's update, Windows 10. I, I don't understand that at all. I'm having trouble reasoning why they wouldn't make that like an update and because we just struggled with uh, the Windows cycle. And when, when I say cycle, I mean, uh, let's, let's think of Vista and then uh, Windows 7 and then Windows 8 and then finally back up cycle again with Windows 10. I feel like we're on an upswing, right? Vista, 7 up, 8 down, <laughs> 10 up. And to throw creators out there, cre- creators update. I don't know how that helps enterprise. I don't, I don't know how this works. I don't. And we're going to have to figure this out together. Okay, some of the hits from uh, this hour of presentation was you'll be able to export your Minecraft creations from the game and then 3D print them. So I don't understand that either. I mean, I understand Minecraft. I understand 3D printing. I don't understand why I would want to create something and then print it. I guess mainly because I don't understand how many people this will reach, how many people actually have 3D printers, and then couple that with the stat of, okay, how many people have 3D printers and how many actually use them? I mean, how many use Minecraft at the same time? Again, skating to the puck. (laughs) I think we're skating to the puck, Dave. Wrap your head around it. So uh, 3D-enabled Edge Browser for HoloLens. Now that was that was actually pretty cool. Even better, they did a House demo. Now House is a, a site that you can get, not actually a site, but an app, H-O-U-Z-Z. And you can flip through it and get ideas about spaces in your house. Um, I've used it before uh, when we were looking at updating the house that I'm in now. So you can throw in kitchen, granite, I don't know, stainless, you know, some, some keywords and you, you, you'll find pictures like that, almost like a Pinterest for homes. Now the cool thing is, so someone is looking through house on their, um, I guess on their, on their phone or something. And they pulled a bar stool out of the house app and placed it in their own kitchen using augmented reality and the hollow lens. Now, if I need to say that again, I will. But if you don't realize what that what just happened there, that is actually amazing. Because how many times have you wanted to see something in your own living room? Like you're looking at a chair or you're looking at, uh, maybe go outside your house. You're looking at landscaping and you want to see your house and you want to see exactly what these bushes would look like in front of that window. Whoosh done right there with augmented reality now this is where this is what i'm this is what we're talking about augmented reality this is when it's starting to get really cool and really shift from that gaming spectrum to something that i am really completely interested in and it was nice to see them pull in a product in a company like house and show that off i i don't know if that skipped by you or you missed that 
That is truly amazing. I can't wait to be a part of that, honestly. I cannot wait. So it looks like I can be a part of it, and I don't have to shell out thousands of dollars for a gaming PC, I hope, and you know, $800 for a headset. Microsoft did say virtual reality in Windows 10 is coming to us, and it's coming to us sooner than we think from companies like HP, Dell, Asus, Lenovo, Acer, I think was one. These guys are all going to start shipping headsets. Virtual, I think these are virtual reality, not augmented reality like HoloLens is, but virtual. That means your eyes are completely covered. You're in a virtual world. And they're going to start at $299 for these accessories. So that right there, I peaked interest at that point. That is going to be great. I cannot wait for that. Um, I do not have anything HoloLens-like, augmented, virtual, and I've been really wanting to get into that. So I, I honestly, I cannot wait for that. That is amazing. There were a lot of, um, there was some gaming news for us, uh, 4K gaming and in-game broadcasting. There were, um, I think, several announcements for uh, gamers in the Windows 10 Creators Update. Streaming with Beam. Beam is a new acquisition, and uh, the stats are out, and kids are watching more gameplay than they're actually creating gameplay. I don't know how this is going to work in the future. We're all just going to watch. But Beam is going to be built into Windows, and you're going to be able to use it, and you're going to be able to do like custom tournaments, in your Xbox Live, uh, in, in, with your Xbox and these games. I don't know if these games are going to have to be built specifically for that, but um, I'm not much of a gamer, so. but I know how cool that is, and people love to watch, and they love to interact with uh, you know their favorite gamers, so this is cool. This is where it's going. I'm, I'm with you, just not totally on board. You know, I'm just not a big gamer anymore. I think it's because I can't use the the Xbox controller. I'm just I'm just dumb when you put that thing in my hand and I just can't. I have to aim very slowly and then I have been sniped through the head as soon as I get my aiming reticule done. So, I'm just hor- I'm just horrible at Xbox. So the Windows event, uh, 1 hour, I know I've said a lot of I don't understand. I think that it will become It'll become clearer once some builds come out and we see where they're headed, what they're doing, where they're going. There's just a lot of questions in my mind about that. balancing this creator's update with you know the enterprise user, the business user. I don't see that you know folks are going to say, oh, okay, the new Windows, Windows 10 creator update. You know, what does this do for my business? Uh, not only in a positive aspect, but in a negative aspect, right? What is it going to affect? It worries me that Microsoft gets in this cycle that as soon as their foot heals, they shoot it again. So thank God, one hour into this, Panos Panay heads to the stage. Panos is on stage, and the room, I mean, it's, it's completely different. The room is completely different. We know what's going to happen but yet we don't. 
He starts by saying gamers want more frame rate, engineers want zero lag in their renderings, and everybody wants battery life. So they're bringing out a brand new Surface Book. It's uh, the top of the line Surface Book. And it has a little bit of a different shape. I mean, it's still the same Surface Book that you and I know, but it does have a different shape towards the uh, the keyboard to the screen. I haven't physically looked at these, but you, I can just tell by, with the pictures, and I, I can't wait to go get my hands on these. But So they're starting at a, it's a 256-gigabyte SSD, Core i7, 8 gigs of RAM, uh, discrete graphics, $2,400. Pop-up to 512 SSDs, $2,800. That's also 16 gigs of RAM. Hop-up to a 1 terabyte SSD, and that's going to be $3,300. Holy crap. I bought the bottom of the line Surface Book. And it doesn't have discrete graphics whatsoever. And I think I was all in, all done, 1600 bucks, maybe. And this new one starts at 24 So I, I do have Surface Book jealousy. I would love to try a Core i7. Some of the things I do require processing power, and I'd love to be able to do that with uh, my Surface Book. But I do have... A big PC upstairs where I do all my um, video rendering and audio and all that kind of good stuff. So no big deal. I don't need this. Of course, I have that want, but I don't need it. It has some very impressive stats. The big one starts out with uh, up to, quote unquote, 16 hours of video playback. So this will get construed as 16 hours of battery life. Well, that's not completely true, as we know. Um, that is very controlled environment battery life. So it'll be interesting to see. There's going to be just a little bit, uh, there's going to be a little more because they just flat out said, we put more battery into it, which I thought is outstanding. I like a company that can realize what people want and it, no big deal if it gets a gram heavier here and there. Make it better. Uh, battery life is huge. Again, impressive stats. Uh, it is a Surface Book. It's a really nice looking machine. Uh, the hinge has flattened somewhat. I know if you know your Surface Book, you close it, it's not completely closed, right? It doesn't sandwich together completely but uh they're getting there with this hinge this hinge is really amazing and i still use mine every single day i don't think a day goes by that i do not use my surface book it is my go-to machine downstairs away from my desktop rig that doesn't mean i still don't have issues with it which drives me absolutely bat crap crazy um a lot of it is centered around wi-fi a lot. I still have a lot of Wi-Fi issues. Now, the old Surface Book is still available. These are all with 6th Gen, 6th, that's the number 6, generation Intel Core processors. These are not the brand new KB Lakes, and which is probably a good thing. Well, it's good and bad. It's good that we're not 
bleeding edge anymore because I think Microsoft has suffered from this in their Surface Pro 3 and later lineup with Intel chipsets. And it's bad that we're not on the new one because I do think the new one will offer some improvements in some of these areas that uh, have been lacking. Wi-Fi, hello. Um, so if, if that concerns you, I, I think that that is a huge flag for you to wait until the next generation. Second gen Surface Books, Surface Pros that offer the new Intel chipset. I think that's a huge flag to wave. My personal personal observation would be just ask a question. Do you need this right now? Do you have to have this right now? Can you wait for your, you know, flagship device? If you can wait, wait. If If you can't, Hey, they're at thirteen fifty for the introductory uh, one hundred twenty eight gig model. That's the model I purchased at fifteen hundred bucks, and you can get it for thirteen fifty. So that's a pretty decent deal. You can also get um, slide up to the two hundred fifty six SSD and still eight gigs of RAM and the Core i five, and that's seventeen hundred. So the bottom one is definitely. Uh, definitely the uh, the better deal. If you want to get up to discrete graphics, you're going to get up upwards to $1,900. So it's, it's still expensive. This is not a cheap device. But that is what Microsoft said. This is the direction they are heading with their hardware line. It's a premium hardware line. And I do think that distinguishes their hardware from the OEMs. The OEMs can have that low-hanging fruit. Microsoft is shooting for the stars in their hardware lineup. It is premium, and boy, is it ever premium. Premium in quality, premium in price. At this point, Panos asks if we would like to see something new. So this is it. We've seen the drawings. We've seen the leak of you know just the uh, the sketches and whatnot but this is where surface studio makes its debut it's a 28 inch pixel sense display it's 1.3 millimeters thick or thin i guess thinnest lcd monitor ever built 13.5 million pixels that's 63 percent more than a 4k display and it has touch true color and it has all kinds of artistry stuff that I don't understand about sRGB and DCI-P3 changes on the fly. It's 3-2 scale. It was really neat to see Panos lay a piece of paper, um, just a print, up on the screen. And it matched perfectly on the screen. So remember the old uh, WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. I mean, it's like true on this, on this machine, to true scale to the piece of paper. It was really neat. It has um, an impressive mic array, a Windows Hello, of course, and uh, what is really cool about this is like its drafting table type abilities. It has uh, custom hinges and springs, what they call what they call the zero gravity hinge. Uh, basically, you can just touch it and move it. It's weightless, and you can put it to a twenty degree drafting angle. Use the surface pin and do all the cool things that you need to do, whether it's drawing or you know working on your project. It really w- looked impressive. It was a great, great display uh, by Microsoft here. They also showed uh, what they're calling Surface Dial, 
So it's this round, it's not not a puck, because it's a little higher. It sits a little higher, taller, I guess. And the impressive thing was, not only can you use it on the desk to rotate and change and move and zoom in and out and whatever the software is going to allow you to do, but you can pick it up off of the desk and place it on the screen and controls will light up around it on your screen as to what you can do with that particular uh, software application, which, I don't know, it just looked amazing. I don't know how I would personally use it, but it did look amazing. And there is a YouTube out by Microsoft and Surface Studios uh, demonstrating the abilities of uh, Surface Studio, and it just looks, it's it's awesome. When I tweeted it out, it was at 3.6 million views. So uh, trending very nicely. It was really nicely done. So, okay, now we need to talk about the bad news. Who is this for? What is it for? And how much does it cost? Well, I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. This gorgeous all-in-one PC starts at $3,000. That's a one terabyte SSD. That's only a Core i5 with eight gigs of RAM and has a two gigabyte uh, GPU in the base. You can step that up to the Core i7, 16 gigs of RAM. That is $3,500. You can go up to a two terabyte SSD. Impressive. 32 gigs of RAM, RAM and a four gigabyte GPU. That's $4,200. Holy cow. These are sixth, sixth, I'm having trouble pronouncing that, sixth, sixth gen Intel Core uh, processors. Again, we're not going to the KB Lake, so perhaps maybe we could wait till the next version. Maybe they'll have a sale. I don't know. Uh, 4,500 by 3,000 display. Uh, that's resolution, 192 DPI. From what I have heard from the people that I have personally chatted with that have gone to the Microsoft Store, which, yes, by the way, these are in your Microsoft Store for you to touch and to play with and to mess with, that these screen is absolutely amazing, just amazing. I cannot wait to see these. NVIDIA GTX 965 mobile GPU or an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 980 mobile GPU, the 980 being on the upper tier. Core i7, it has all of the the bells and whistles that you would expect. Wi-Fi, 802.11ac, ABG and uh, compatible, of course. Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth 4.0. It has a Windows Hello camera, uh, dual microphones, uh, stereo 2.1 speakers, it has a headset, headset jack, excuse me, comes with the pen, keyboard, and the mouse. Now, <clears throat> not only is it just a keyboard and mouse, but it's the Surface keyboard and mouse. It is, I talked about the uh, business class uh, keyboard and mouse a couple of shows ago, and it looks pretty much just like that. Um, a little more premium look to it and labeled Surface. So I, I think the, the mouse is somewhat metal, uh, instead of plastic like what I have today. It does not, I, from what I can see on the descriptions, it does not come with dial. You have to buy dial separately because it says in the box, studio, pin, keyboard, mouse, power cord. 
So that's the only chord that goes into this. You could literally set it on your desk with just the power chord. That's pretty cool. That is, uh, that's the power of an all-in-one. Everything is right in front of you. Now, something, we need to talk about the ports because I do have some questions, um, maybe some discussion that we can have together on this. It comes with four USB 3.0 ports. It's good. That's very good. Uh, Full-size SD card reader. Absolutely. Love to have that. Mini display port. Okay, questionable. 3.5 headset jack. And it says compatible with surface dial on-screen interaction. Okay, I get that. It's compatible with the dial. You can stick it on there. But the ports have me kind of questioning this, right? So it has mini display port. Now, okay, I'm thinking storage, guys. I'm thinking just storage here because creative types need a lot of disk storage. I know we got a one terabyte. We have a two terabyte drive on this, but I know these guys, guys that work with video and movies and whatnot, they've got connected devices sitting right there. And I'm just curious if those types of creative folks are going to be okay with just USB 3. Now, I'm thinking Thunderbolt, and I'm not going to take you down to the Mac world, but I know if I can work this out in my head, DisplayPort devices work on Thunderbolt, right? You can, Thunderbolt will drive a display. But Thunderbolt devices, like a disk array, don't work on DisplayPort. Now, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that, I'm thinking there's a miss here with storage arrays. So I'm concerned about that. Are you concerned about that? I I think I'm the only one. I don't see a lot of talk about it on the internet. Oh, and one port I forgot, Ethernet. It does have an Ethernet port. So absolutely, I'd be plugging in. So granted, you can get on the network. You can uh, get get access to gigabit Ethernet uh, storage arrays, but I'm just curious if that's going to be a thing. I don't know. I'll let you tell me. Barring that, um, I think that the the, the GPU is kind of uh, the last generation GPU, and I, they're not pushing the envelope here with, with going with some of the newer mobile NVIDIA GPUs, and I can understand that. I mean, they've been bit by the... Intel uh, Skylake chipset not going with the KB Lake. I understand perhaps the next iteration will have those products in them or those those um, those parts uh, available to uh, customers. And the other thing is is Panos specifically said limited quality quantities this holiday period, limited quantities. So if you want it, order it now. And I thought I I thought that was. I mean, Microsoft is learning, right? We're not going to have any, uh, uh, we're not going to overbuild this and not sell them. So we're not going to eat any uh, of the inventory. But ships early 2017, the the large model, uh, December 15th for the base model. And for the Core i7, um, the first iteration of Core i7, which is one terabyte SSD and the 
16 gig also ships on December 15th. But the big one with the new GPU, the bigger GPU, is going to ship early 2017. Pre-order Surface Studio and you get a Surface Dial free. That offer ends December 1st, but that doesn't, it's not included. But you can get it for $99. Now the cool thing is, is you can buy Surface Dial right now. And it will ship, I think, December 1st. Oh, wait, 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 wait. November, November 17th. I was reading something different in my notes. Surface Dial ships on the release date of November 17th. It is $99. And according to the interwebs, and I read this somewhere, it is going to work on Pro 4 and Book. Now, I there's going to have to be firmware updates. I think Microsoft said that there will be firmware updates to make these two work together. Now, I'm not so sure about plunking Surface Dial on my Surface Book and having using that, but I went ahead and ordered one, and I'm just going to play with it and see what it can do. Even if it was just a jog dial, that would be kind of neat. It's $100. It's a very low risk. If I don't like it, then we'll just have a giveaway. How about that? So that was the hardware reveal on this Microsoft event. Now, the interesting thing is Apple's event was the very next day. Everybody's expecting new MacBooks, new iMacs, maybe not, but definitely new MacBooks. There were a lot of leaks, and we pretty much knew that they were going to have some kind of fingerprint reading bar at the top of their laptops. Well, they did. They released a couple of new laptops, priced them premiumly. Premiumly? Is that a word? And then uh, had their had their display there in Cupertino, which was it was so uneventful of a display. I was tweeting throughout it and discussing with some uh, folks on Twitter that uh, Tim Cook looked uncomfortable. He looked woefully unprepared. His eyes were on the teleprompter more than they were on the audience. He stumbled with words. He stumbled with an introduction of the guy from Twitter. It was it was just not well done whatsoever. They looked nervous. They didn't look like they had passion for their products like Microsoft portrayed the day before. I, it's easy to say, okay, yeah, Microsoft caused this, but I honestly think they did. I honestly think that they got kind of put off of their game. Microsoft scored first and gave Apple the ball, and Apple just came out and fumbled and made a fool of themselves. Now, they did reveal some it's some really nice MacBooks. I mean, don't get me wrong. These are really nice MacBooks, and Apple knows how to make hardware. They make a really good-looking MacBook. They thinned it up. They thinned it up uh, in, in weight, which is very impressive. A lot of people kind of kind of scoffed at that but to take a half a pound out of a laptop is impressive that is impressive and they thinned it up it's very good looking kit i mean very good looking i i really i am windows folks have always been kind of envious of these devices these laptops until you know this last past year or two when uh, microsoft oems and uh, partners have stepped up 
So they did release the touch bar. This is the function keys. They hearkened back to 3270 emulation, which I'm sure the people that were at work working on a PC uh, dialed into a mainframe with 3270 emulation were just like, yeah, whatever, buddy. You know, uh, it still happens, Tim. I hate to tell you that. But um, the touch bar is this little strip that goes up by the function keys and it changes with the software, which that's, that's cool, right? You can log in with your fingerprint. You can pay using Apple Pay with it. And then they started software demos. And they brought up like a, like a DJ. It was, oh, it was so, it was god awful. It literally was god awful. I just wanted to scream out that that is the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. But, okay, I did. <laughs> I did. I said that on Twitter. This guy was itching and scratching on his laptop on this little little touch bar at the top of his function keys. And it, it was honestly laughable. I, I don't understand. Uh, I'm, Apple missed touch kind of. Uh, on purpose because of the iPad it's it's hard for them to kind of compete those products together although I think that they're going to have to and so they came up with the touch bar and it was um I, I I'm just not impressed I color me a fanboy if you will but I mean I love Apple products I own one I'm sitting here staring at an iMac I like the products I would buy the products but I will not buy the touch bar. Um, honestly thought that perhaps at some point if Microsoft fumbled in Surface Book uh, more, that I would end up back on a MacBook, which I would like to try one someday. I've always wanted to have uh, Final Cut Pro and have the power to uh, use Final Cut Pro, even mobile. And this... Uh, they they just fumbled, guys. I I can't put it any more blatant than that. Fingerprint reader, logging in is a good thing, but the bar, I mean, I I guess people are going to grow to love this thing, but it just had way too much function on this little strip of property, and I think they missed the bar. Um, No pun intended there, right? They missed the bar on touch on their MacBooks, which I think could be a good thing. I don't want to beat um, Apple up too much. We're going up into 40 minutes, so please let me know what you feel uh, about these two uh, events. I was really impressed with Microsoft, really unimpressed with Apple's, but uh, we're going to go into the holiday season. I've got some, I've got some links for... Uh, the Microsoft de- devices, the Surface Dial and the Studio. I'm thinking, um, these are commission links, of course. I'm thinking if I sold a couple with my com- commission links, maybe I could afford to buy something new. Uh, how fun would that be? So I hope that uh, if you're considering that, you'll kind of take a look out there. I'll put them on the show notes of this episode. How about that? And we'll start there if you'd like to buy a Surface Dial. Of course, I'll sh- I'll shoot a video of it and see how it works with, uh, see if I can get it made it up to my desktop PC and my Surface Book and see how that works. So it was a great week. And next week, I've got even more stuff to 
to tell you about. I've got the Google Pixel. I've got the, the Amazon um, keyword. It's a new one. It's the, the dot that um, I've unboxed. And I'm expecting I'm expecting more gear. I've got I got some new wireless earbuds. I got some Bluetooth earbuds. I want to tell you about those. I've purchased the Netgear uh, Arlo camera, the brand new one that I'm going to put on my smart things. And I think that comes out next Friday. I want to tell you a little bit about that. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm really excited to keep it coming. So please, if you enjoyed this, uh, head out there to iTunes and give it some stars. It's the best way that we can share this podcast with other folks. Um, and I appreciate you, of course, for listening and downloading. Reset. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash davidmccabe, and on Twitter at mccabe.io. Intro and outro music by Der Lee. Find it at soundcloud.com slash music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash davidmccabe. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you next week on Reset. I'll do 30-minute calls. If you'd like to participate, how about heading out to Patreon? Hang on a minute. This is Dave. No credit check is required for the approval, and we can get your loan finalized within the next 48 hours, regardless of what you need the funds for. Once again, press 1 now or press 2. Be placed on our do not call list. Thank you. That was 2. And they hang up. Do you think they really place you on the do not call list? I doubt it.